Take hold of your life, take charge of tomorrow, and step into the world of your dreams. Welcome to the Very Brave Podcast with Rachel Evans. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Very Brave Podcast. Very, very grateful that you choose to share some of your valuable time with me each week so that we can bring to light brave stories of amazing women, not just around Australia, but around the world as well. I'm really excited about bringing you today's episode. We talk about friendships and how as women moving through their child raising years through our 30s and 40s we can arrive in our 50s sometimes with the side effects of burnout and also feeling a little isolated and especially if we're in business feeling like we have to forge ahead solo so my wonderful guests who are both return guests to the very brave podcast colleen calendar and shanna kennedy share their journey of what has been a friendship of 20 years and how they made a decision to collaborate to experience even more joy in their lives, helping women to create their own plan for themselves and move forward in life. Get comfy, grab a cuppa and enjoy Colleen and Shanna. Get brave. Let Rachel inspire you to go deeper and come out blazing. Receive a free masterclass now. Go to go.bravemedianetwork.com slash masterclass. Welcome back to the Very Brave Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Evans, and today I have two amazing friends of the podcast, Colleen Callender and Shanna Kennedy, who have both been on the podcast before on their own episodes, and they are doing amazing work together at the moment, and I thought it would be a wonderful conversation for us to have around women in business, even women and friendship and the brave steps that we might need to take in order to bring more dynamic duo female relationships into the spotlight. So ladies, thank you so much for coming back onto the podcast. Oh, hello. Thanks for having us. It's great to be back. And the more the merrier, I say, this is great. We know a little bit about each of your backgrounds, but Colleen, would you like to give us a a quick roundup? So my background is fashion retail for a very long time, 30 years, as you know. I was with the Sports Girl Suzanne group for 20 of those years and 13 as CEO across Suzanne for six years and then Sports Girl for seven. And then in March 2020, I decided it was time to write my next chapter. And I literally did that. I wrote my book, Leader by Design, which was a fabulous process to do in COVID. But really, my story and and my connection with Shanna goes back a long way. And we have been friends for a very long time. But Shanna essentially was my life coach when I was the CEO for those 13 years. And the reason I got Shanna as my coach, one, she was very good friends with my husband. But two, because one, she's the the best in the business, but I hit burnout in 2007. And so to the point where I couldn't get up and do it again the next day. So Shanna really helped me through that time in my life and really helped me build strategies back into my life, not just as a CEO, but as a mum, a friend, a wife, all, all the hats that we wear and really implemented some big change. And um, not only did Shanna coach me, 
for those 13 years, but me understanding the value of having a life coach in my life. She also coached all of my executive team because we don't just want people turning up to work and being their job. We want people turning up to work as the whole person. And so that's really sort of Shanna and my connection. I now have my own business. Shanna's been the number one life coach in Australia for nearly 20 years, and she'll tell you her story in a minute. But we've now decided to collaborate over the last 18 months, and we're really passionate about what we're doing. And our message is about women collaborating. It is about women at the top of their game, really being able to share their knowledge and expertise and experience experience and wisdom so that we can really help the next generation of women as our own generation of women also. But we're very, very passionate about making a difference. And so I suppose that's the big connection with this collaboration. But I'll let Shanna tell you about her. Please, Shanna. Thank you. And thank you for having us today. Um, yeah, so my journey is a little bit different to Colleen's, although we both really were definitely workaholics. That's a given. But I started at 18, you know, wanting to be in stockbroking, ending up in, you know, a Wolf of Wall Street scenario, thinking this is absolutely not a place for a woman. And that was, you know, a good 30 something years ago. And I ended up moving over to corporate sport. And doing the Jerry Maguire job. I love my job. I married my job. And I'm sure a lot of listeners out there know how that feels when it's in your blood, it's in your veins. Colleen was exactly the same. We're, we're in our 20s and we are super passionate about what we're doing. We start to identify ourselves by our title and, and who we are and what we're doing at work. And we sort of forget to build the person. And so by the time I was 30, I'd gone through severe burnout where I ended up with chronic fatigue and depression and was in bed for over a year, not able to even drive my car. And in that time, it, you know, I see it as the gift now, but at the time it was absolutely horrific. I couldn't go out. I couldn't party. I couldn't be with my friends. I couldn't, you know, maintain my home. And for me, that was the big wake up call that, you know, we are not our job. We actually need to build the person as well. So I started life coaching uh, 20 years ago when nobody had heard of it. So it was a, quite a difficult beginning, but I coached all my athletes into retirement so that they had a life plan. And then I went to write the life plan, which is a, a bestseller internationally. And I've written seven books now and had a, a coaching and a speaking business for 20 years. And you know, I think for a lot of women who relate to this is it's pretty lonely. It's pretty lonely when you're at the top of your game, you're a leader in your field, you know, probably one of the oldest life coaches in Melbourne who've went through the first courses that, you know, I thought, you know, I don't want to keep doing this alone. When we collaborate, you know, we can build in that joint wisdom, joint joy, joint knowledge, joint stress that we handle together, you know, a problem shared is a problem solved. And I think that when we when we do do things together, we can have a far greater impact. And being on the speaking circuit for 15 years on my own, it gets pretty boring. And I think the world's ready for a bit of a shake-up. And to have two people on stage at the same time speaking from two different angles is really something new. It's something exciting where we're bringing in all of Colleen's leadership, culture, brand, behaviour, building teams with my non-burnout, knowing your values, your vision, your goals, your habits and your self-care strategy and combining the lot to make great 
leaders and great women of the future. And I think we need to address both sides, not just one. And that's where we think we're really unique. Need a daily reminder to be brave? Sign up to 365 Days of Brave and get a daily brave message now. Go to bravemedianetwork.com. So there's a couple of things that I picked up in your introductions there. So I heard that you've both suffered from burnout, first of all. And I did too at the end of a very long COVID lockdown. And for me, that looked like the worst migraine of my life and a trip in the ambulance and checking if I'd had a heart attack or a stroke because that they were the symptoms that I was displaying. And it took me weeks to feel myself again. And my question for you is, do we reach burnout because we've missed the signs and the symptoms, or is it because of the messaging that, you know, we're conditioned with uh, around what it looks like to be successful? I think that a lot of it comes from our, our childhood and the way that we're brought up. And a lot of it is about, you know, the pressure of social media to look like you're, you know, at the top of your game. And I think both for Colleen and I, and I can speak for the both of us, that Work ethic was so important to us growing up and it used to be a badge of honour and it just isn't anymore. And now we're really obsessed more with longevity and once you hit your 50s, you just can't push like that. You actually have to work a lot smarter. And I think a lot of people did get very burnt out at COVID with their triple screening. You know, they were working in bed and then at the kitchen table and then on their couch at night and there was no off switch and they had no boundaries. And I think that that became just a habit, a really bad habit where we couldn't protect ourselves anymore. That needs to be reset now. Yeah, absolutely. I think the other thing too, Rachel, there's a couple of things. I think one is women are often people pleasers. So we put others before self and that can only be maintained or sustained for a certain period of time because what happens is our tanks just get completely depleted and there's nothing left. But to your point about the signs, I think we also miss the signs. I think we are so busy being busy that we actually don't see those signs that start very early on. I I call it the, the train to burnout town. And when you're on that train, it gains momentum and it then becomes an express train that does not stop at any station. So you miss all the signs. Even even you might think they're there, but you're going so fast that you actually just can't stop and recognise them or do anything about it. So I think we miss the signs. I think we've, as Shanna said, we've been in this COVID world. Um, we're like little little mice on a, tr- on, on a little wheel and we actually don't know how to stop. So it's really important we see those early signs, like you're saying, headache, fatigue, brain fog, sleep disorder, insomnia. There's a whole lot of things that start that journey, but then we also need to recognize how do we get off that burnout train? And that's a lot of what Shanna and I do in the master plan day and in all of our areas, our keynote and our masterclasses is really teach those strategies. First, recognize that you're on that train to burnout town and then implement the strategies in your life to allow you to get off and then fill your tank up and be the best version of you. And I always say, we only have one chance at this life, you know, so we need to make it the best we can so that we can be great for other people around us, our family, our kids, our colleagues, our teams. I learned that really the hard way. I, I learned that by hitting burnout and having to take three and a half months off um, and, and really learning self-care and learning those strategies. So, you know, we want to share what we did wrong back then uh, with women of today so that they can actually get it right and live that best life that they deserve. 
And we also want to really teach an analogy um, about we're athletes of life. And athletes don't just, you know, run the marathon all day, every day without warming up and cooling down and refueling. And we're athletes of life. And we talk about this in the master plan that we as humans, each individual person needs their own bespoke recipe about, you know, what's good for for each of us is going to be very different, the way that we start our day, the way we finish and the way that we refuel. So we all need to have our master plan about how are we going to have longevity without burning out? And when we start those little signs, you know, for me, living, living with chronic fatigue still is the signs are there for me and I'm very quick to say, oh, okay, you need to pull back, you need to go to bed earlier, you need to maybe not walk this morning and maybe just really let your body heal a little bit because your nerve endings are fried or whatever it might be, whereas protecting the asset now becomes the number one goal and the work is second. And that flip is very difficult for women, very hard. But when we get it, we become incredible we become powerful we become we find our female power we can nurture people we can teach people without feeling like the pot's empty the whole time and it conjures up uh, memories for me of many times where I knew that I wanted to stop something or I wanted to say no but the pressure was enough from you know a third party or it's the kids and you know you've got to get them from A to B and you're just like oh do I have to get in the car one more time to feel like it's okay to say no can be quite challenging. Yeah, we need to be comfortable saying no. The more we say no, the more comfortable we become. But I, I've got to say, as a people pleaser myself, I still struggle to say no to people. But it is something that once you start to say no, ask yourself the question, is this serving me? Is this serving my health? Is this serving my family? Is this serving my career? Whatever it might be. And if the answer is no, then we need to start to become comfortable with that. And what actually happens is when we do that, we start to say, oh, I didn't wake up exhausted this morning. Oh, I feel great this weekend instead of feeling like I want to sleep all weekend and not actually have time with my husband and kids. So when we start to say no, that tank starts to fill up little by little by little by little. So we then start to work out, this is actually good for me. This is not a bad thing. This is actually a really good thing. But it takes a lot of practice to say no, particularly as women. I think it depends also about what age and stage you're in. So when you've got little kids or teenagers or, you know, kids finishing school, you've got very different demands. And all of the different ages and stages are going to require a different type of plan for ourselves about where the boundary is and where we need to give ourselves permission to pause. And giving ourselves permission, even when we've got little kids and we're trying to juggle a business and a marriage and children, it is going to be, I used to call it the hurt locker, where, you know, it was just constant. And just taking those mini pauses was was fantastic for me. And they could be five minutes. They could be 10 minutes where I said, look, mum just needs to check out for 10 minutes. I'm waving my flag or saying no to that dinner party or let my husband go to the footy club on his own. I actually don't need to go. I became, when you've had a very big illness from it and you've got an autoimmune issue because of stress, you actually now need to protect yourself and it becomes quite a game. Um, And as Colleen said, we need to keep practising that. And then once you learn how to do it, it's actually quite easy. Inspiring women to claim their courage, to stand in truth and to celebrate their power. 
You reap what you sow. Plan to seed by signing up to a VIP day with Rachel Evans. Contact support at bravemedianetwork.com. Let's have a talk about friendship and business because ultimately uh, that's what the, the both of you have agreed to mix and I know from personal experience and from observing others that it can be fraught with danger. How have you made it work? Are there agreements that you've made? Do you have uh, boundaries and, you know, set roles in this collaboration? What's made it successful for you? It's a really awesome question and it's one that we spoke a lot about. And can I tell you, Rachel, I've always had, my boundary has always been you never mix business with family or friends. That's always, always, always been my rule. I've broken my rule on this occasion, but I've broken it for all the right reasons. And I think those right reasons are Shanna and I are very transparent with each other. We've known each other for 20 years. We go on holidays together with our children. Our husbands have a bromance. We know each other like back to front, inside out. We can finish each other's sentences. But the number one thing for me is friendship. And we had this discussion right at the onset of starting our business, which is nearly 18 months ago, is that if at any point in time that our friendship gets compromised because of our business, let's put it in the bin. It's not worth it. That is not what we want. This whole thing about collaboration was to enhance our lives, to have joy together than separately, to have our families even closer than they've ever been before. So for us, the whole collaboration has not just a business connotation, but it's it's the way we want to live our life. My surname's Calendar and Shanna's Kennedy, so we call ourselves the Kelkins, right? So that uh, you're getting a sense of how we roll. But our, our number one thing is we have very similar values, and one of those values is honesty. And so there will never be a time that we don't have the honest conversation. And so I think that's why it's been able to work and not only work, I think that's why it's been able to thrive. And, you know, we also have an agreement, like a, a proper written agreement, which is, you know, for a lot of people, it's a very uncomfortable thing to do to say, well, what happens when you're sick and I have to go and do this talk on my own or, you know, you want to stay home for your child and I have to get on a plane or some compromise. We, you actually have to work out all of the worst scenarios first before you even begin. And I think that's a step a lot of people don't want to look at. It's like the will, you know, when you do your will, your family will. You really need to know how you're going to finish um, and what the exit strategies are. So it's all written down, it's all agreed, and then it just goes away in the drawer and hopefully you never have to use it. Um, but I think that that's a sign of unbelievable respect for each other, for the work that we're doing. But I really think that we should allow ourselves to experience great joy together and we always know that when we share experiences we've got someone to reminisce with and if we keep going on these solo paths all the time I think it's going to be very sad looking back to say we didn't share those experiences together so you know we're taking clients on the Camino Trail next year and we're going to be doing walking around the world together and taking clients and teaching them the master plan because we want shared experiences. This solo mission, it's actually not very fulfilling. And I think in our 50s, we really we really want to capture the incredible knowledge that we both have and share it. And I think it's, it's a beautiful thing. What do you think has led to the prevalence of women operating in silos, you know, if they are in business, as opposed to being out there and being these 
powerhouse duos, you know, we've got the Atlassian guys, which, you know, immediately spring to mind. Why do you think you two are the first? I think there's still a lot of competition in our world. And I think we're just getting over that hill that collaboration is uh, king. And I still think that we need to be bringing women on the journey and saying this is life is not a competition. There is enough room in this world for everyone to have success. So let's not do it on our own. Let's do it together. So I do think that that is slowly changing. It needs to change faster, but we need to be supporting other women. You know, gone are the days where we are putting each other down or competing against each other. Well, they should be gone if they're not. It is about how do we raise women up? How do we give women a voice? How do we create a platform for women to share their story? Because everyone has an incredible story. And if we can start to do that, then we will have a halo effect. We will have this change, this ripple effect going through where women feel much confident to stand up and speak or share their story or ask for that pay rise or put their hand up for that promotion. But it all starts with us building confidence in ourselves, but also building confidence in each other as women and creating that space for everyone to have success. And I think a lot of men have done it well, haven't they? That We've got the Hamish and Andy, we've got you know, a lot of men who have collaborated together and created companies and they seem to be a lot more transactional and they don't let business get in the way with, you know, their success. And that's not everybody, of course. There's plenty of ones that have blown up. But um, I think you don't know until you try. And I think it's about the trust that you have and the respect for each other that you have and also checking in with the goals. You know, we every month we're like, where are you at? Are you still enjoying this? Um, what is our goal of the month? do we really like doing this? You know, we're constantly checking in because if one of us is going, actually, this is this is not the direction that I want, you know, I think then we can have some really great conversations. So that honesty piece is and that transparency piece is probably what a lot of women aren't used to in business because they've had to really fight to get where they, where they are and uh, men seem to have a, a much easier pathway. So I think we're just conditioned that way actually and to break that is is quite challenging and if i can just sort of steer us in the direction of tall poppy syndrome which we know is a you know as australian as meat pies and all of those other things but i was only having a conversation this morning about tall poppy syndrome and this message for women to get out there and support each other which of course is what we're all about however there's also the experience that groups of women can get together and form certain sisterhoods as, as they're often known or certain business networking groups. And if you're not inside of that sisterhood or that networking group, well, you don't actually support the other women that might be on the outside of that. That's something that I've observed on a number of occasions. So it's almost like we have to take the message a step further. This is not just about celebrating and supporting women who might look like you, who might have similar interests to you. It's actually supporting all women, no matter how they look, what their interests are, whether they're in business or not, what their corporate career is. Can you speak to that? I mean, I couldn't agree more. I think there is this big conversation about inclusivity, diversity, and certainly from what we do, the work that we do, we have women from all walks of life. 
Uh, we have women all shapes and sizes, all uh, all backgrounds. And I think the big part about the master plan and the reason it is so unique and so different uh, in terms of Shanna and I having very different skills that we've brought together is that it actually doesn't matter where you are on your leadership or life journey. It doesn't matter your background. It doesn't matter your age because the master plan is bespoke to you. It's about building strategies into your life, into your leadership, into your longevity, doing it without burnout. Um, so it actually doesn't matter. And the, it's quite incredible when you get women from all different walks of life in a room, but they're working on themselves, how magical that can actually be and how that can actually bring women together because they're not competing with the person sitting next to them. You know, I always say I don't compete with anyone in, my, in this life. The only person I'm competing with every single day is myself. Every day I get up and I'm competing against me. And so I think that's the real uniqueness about the master plan. We're not competing with anyone else. We're working on ourselves. How can we show up as the best person every day? So quite different. Yeah. And I think each per, each each female out there, you know, needs to find a couple of people. Just could be one, could be two people who are our champions. And, you know, I've been Colleen's champion for about 15 years and we would go on our walks, I'm like, right, you've got to write your book and I'm right behind you and ring these people and this is how you structure it and this. And I've written books, so why would I not want to share the knowledge? But not everybody thinks like that. And I think it comes back to your kindness tank, which Colleen talks a lot about, is leading your life with kindness. And our happiness is an inside job. And so when we're helping other people and supporting other people, even if they don't look like us, I mean, I coach everyone from Olympic athletes to kids who leave school and every human in between, it doesn't matter. Each piece in it, each person is special, is unique. Um, so I think it's about finding your own tribe and and just knowing how important that is for you. It's also being able to find your own tribe. Many women go through the child raising years with a smaller, you know, inside circle feeling isolated and disconnected and almost emerge kind of in their 40s, going into their 50s. And I've seen, you know, comments on boards, on social media, like I'm isolated and I don't even remember what it takes to meet new people and make new friendships that are meaningful. We've got all of that going on. So I think it's really important what you just said, uh, even in just starting with one, um, you know, one connection that is a support to you and then, you know, your tribe may open up to you from there. And, and just to add to that, is thinking about what you're passionate about. So Colleen and I, we love walking, just walking. And so we're like, well, how can we bring our passion into meeting new people, the people who also like to walk? And that's why we're doing the Camino trip next year and, and we're opening up who wants to come and walk with us. It doesn't matter who you are. You don't have to be successful. You don't have to have a six-figure income. It's just do you like walking? And I think we just need to think about for all of us, when you want to meet someone, it could be not necessarily through business. It can also be about just something that you enjoy doing. Well, ladies, how can our listeners find out about where to connect with you, about the work that you're doing together? You can find us on all those usual places, LinkedIn, Instagram, send us an email. Our website is www.themasterplan.net.au. 
Um, but yeah, link up with us. Um, we'd love to talk to you. The master plan, we're taking lots of bookings already for 2023, whether that's a keynote or masterclasses or full immersive days. Um, and we've got one coming up in uh, a public event coming up in October in Sydney as well. It'll be the only public event we're doing in Sydney this year on the 11th of October. So you can easily just jump on our website and, uh, and sign up there. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for returning to the Very Brave podcast and sharing some of your uh, insights on how you came together and uh, some of the things that we need to think about if we're going to, you know, avoid burnout or be able to get back on our feet if we actually experience it and how we should be working together and the joy that we can experience if our business partner is also uh, a great friend. So thank you, ladies. You're brave. You're strong. You can. Thanks for making us part of your story. Rate and review the Very Brave podcast wherever you listen.